0: Hey, Holly.
1: Hey, Dave. Welcome to the What Difference Does It Make podcast. Welcome. This is exciting. We have uh, Trevor Steele from the Escape Club today. I'm so excited. Yeah, we're going to touch on his entire career and learn about his beginnings. Amazing middle part of his career.
0: <laughs> and there's no end in sight. And
1: uh, he's going to give us some insight into uh, the, the making of some of his uh, iconic songs.
0: So we're going to get the goods today.
1: Yes. Yeah, so let's get right into it. Uh, we've got a special guest today. This is, this Yay, is exciting. is I'm so
0: excited. Yes.
1: This is Trevor Steele. Yeah, oh, hi. Nice to meet you. He's promoting the um, the 80s, Live 80s. Yeah, it's Lost 80s Live, it's called. Let's give it its full title. Nice. Yes. And, but the reason I found out about this is because you've also got a song you're promoting, too.
2: Yeah, yeah. We're... Re- promoting a song to go with the tour so mm-hmm. um yeah and it's uh it's kind of fun to to do both really i mean all the people coming to the gig obviously want to hear wild wild west above everything else mm-hmm. <laughs> but we've got a song called we can't go wrong um yeah so we we've got a song that's 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 more current um we've got hang on this so fourth album we're on now so okay. after all the, after over 30 years for our albums <laughs> You're like Guns N' Roses, (laughs) the way you put out albums. Wait, fourth album. Why do I have five? Oh, maybe it's five. Hang on. Well, uh aha. Okay, because there's an album called – let me look at your list. Don't look at the rest of my notes because there are questions I want to ask you. One, two, three. Cloud 10. Okay, so Cloud 10 was an album. But it wasn't initially an Escape Club album. It was just me and John, the guitarist. We we just called it Cloud 10. Mm -hmm. Then we put it up on, um, what was it in those days, CD Baby. And for some reason, they kind of caught wind of the fact that we were the Escape Club, and it just became an Escape Club album, which is kind of weird. I I never argue with that, but Mm -hmm. but, but it wasn't officially an Escape Club release. It's kind of weird. Sure. And so <laughs> I, listened
0: to a, I listened to a song on my way over here from that, and I didn't realize that it was it was subsequently built as, a, as a, an escape club album, yeah, is what you're saying.
2: Yeah, and, and because I'm singing on it, it sounds like the escape club. But, but the style is so different mm-hmm. to everything else we've done. Yeah. Well,
1: that's very cool. Yeah. And, but, and so, but this song, as yep. I was looking, it seems it was on a,
2: an album that was like five years ago? Yeah, that's right, yeah, um, called Celebrity. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, to be honest, guys, I've, I've had to listen to it this morning to remind (laughs) myself of the song because it's been, because, because it's been around, you know, that we've got all our songs hanging around and I never listen to them because most artists don't listen to their songs. I had to listen to it again this morning to remind me, oh, it's great. I love the song.
0: (laughs) That's what we
2: want to hear. That's great. Why, so why is it coming out again or what's the, the idea behind it? Well, the idea was it from that album that seems to be the one that gets the most reaction from, from, the people who listen to us, um, and, and through the label that we're going through, we thought, well, hey, let's just let's get it out to radio again, just remind people while we're on the tour because we're doing dates all over the country and, and we'd rather have something current out there yeah. rather than just keep playing the old stuff. So that's why we did it.
1: Do you get a chance to play it at all on, on these
2: shows? Not on these shows. We, we are lucky to... Just sort of some of the shows, we only get to do one song. Oh, wow. Which is nuts. We didn't know that before we went on the tour, mm-hmm. to be honest. There's a whole load of stuff going on backstage amongst <laughs> all of us bands going, what? <laughs> one yeah. song? Are you kidding me? You know? Um, mainly, the main ones we have to do that is the. We've done three casinos and they want them out on the <gasps> slots oh, right, real yeah. quick. They don't, want it, they don't want the audience in there listening to songs when they could be spending money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one song? What, yeah yeah well because, i mean there's,
1: there's so many artists i mean yeah it's like what, a what? review
2: there's some it's like yeah
1: flock is, i mean it's like yeah. the 50s review like it those, really like, like like churning yeah. up
2: here they are flock of seagulls here they are missing right. words, yeah know? yeah exactly and to be honest it's not what we signed up for really mm-hmm. for, for, but then the other gigs we can go and do four songs and that's fine then we're we're happy we're all happy then
1: is there an opportunity for like are, are you at? is it like in the old days you're at the merch table afterwards signing and then like That's getting you know signing people up and oh yeah (laughs) all
2: that stuff is very very old fashioned in that respect. But for us it's really good because it's it's been thirty years since we've been out really. Mm -hmm. You know we we did we did some about seven or eight years ago, but that wasn't with the full band. And now when we go out because it's the it's the original members now. It's me, John, and Johnny up the front we're getting such a reaction off of people because they've had, they've had all those years to learn, to have to live with the song. So I don't, I don't have to sing. They're just singing all the words for all the songs, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a, yeah, it's an amazing thing. I mean, after 30 years,
1: I mean, is it is it a shock? I mean, were, were there, you must have been like, I don't know if they remember us or if there's, you know, when you're about to get on the road. What's, yeah, what's yeah, that like? really. Well,
2: well, I always thought, you kind of think, well, they're going to come and hear Wild Wild West because that was the number one song. People remember it. But then there's a whole load of people who know the band and they know all their mm-hmm. songs and they say, why didn't you play this, why didn't you play that? And that's quite heartening really because mm-hmm. I'm living over, well, I've been in Australia for 15 years. I'm back in London now. We're not really in touch with our fans so much, not on a face-to-face, day-to-day level. But when, when you see them come back after the gigs, mm-hmm. you, you you touch their lives and it's really nice, you know. Yeah. Well, Do you cool. enjoy playing
0: live now yeah. as much as
2: you did? I, I prefer it now. Because I don't have a record company breathing down my neck. I don't have, you know, I don't I don't have to impress radio stations. You know, I just go up and play to the fans, you know, and it's great. Really good fun. That's
1: great. Yeah. Because yeah. you, yeah, it's this this audience that remembers all these things, yeah. these events
2: and, you know, what was going on in their lives. Exactly. And they're there to have fun. Yeah. But, but we've had people come up to us like in tears, you know, so, oh, yeah. this reminds me of this and that. And it's like, well, great, you know. that's, that's yes, Because it was a
0: certain, like, I guess because it was an area, it was a... a particular era for us with music and it really yeah. means you know mm. probably more to us like you know our parents who grew up in the 50s and 60s that music means as much to them as oh for sure. this does to that, us
3: yeah that's right yeah
1: so yeah so <clears throat> does it feel like i mean back in the let's go back to when escape club was starting i mean you're you're you know, right now you're trying to win uh, the audience was already there they know the songs what, what was it like in the early 80s in England, what, what was the club
2: scene like? Oh, what yeah. were you? When you were starting out. When we were starting out, I've got really fond memories of that because um, we, we released an album called Whitefields on EMI. Mm-hmm. Um, and we used to play to about, I don't know, we got to a point where we were playing to about 500 people a night. And we used to play in nice. a, an old club called The Marquee in London, which is a well-known place. Yeah. yeah, yeah, everyone played there. And, <laughs> and 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 my fondest memories of being in the band are in those days when you've got really mad sort of really devoted fans come to hear all the album, you know, jumping up and down, mosh pit, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And we're young and we're enjoying ourselves. But then, then the way things changed was we, we had another record, the guy who ran EMI, and this wouldn't happen these days, said, yeah, that Whitefields album is okay. You know, you sold a few, not enough for us, really. You guys better write a hit for the next one. Mm-hmm. These days you wouldn't get that chance. But so we went and we wrote Wild Wild West. That changed everything. Mm-hmm. Did because you know
0: right off as you were writing it?
2: You kind of do. Yeah. You kind of do. It started off with just a drum machine and, yeah. you know, the idea sounded like, oh, that sounds pretty good. But it wasn't until we got in the studio and started making the record so I think Wild Wild West is like a hit record rather than a hit song. Like mm-hmm. if I played it for you on an acoustic, you go, yeah, that's pretty good. But once you've got the whole vibe going on and the, and the rap in the middle and all that sort of stuff, it just turned into this monster. Mm-hmm. By the time we'd finished it, mm-hmm. yeah, it felt like mm-hmm. a hit then. Yeah, it did. <coughs> yeah. The
0: label was happy right away.
2: No, this is the interesting yeah, that, okay. thing. So we were signed to EMI. Um, There was a big, as happens in corporations, a big change. The guy who'd got to do the other album had gone. There was another guy in charge and uh, new head of A and R. And he played it back. We played it back to him, and he said, "No, don't hear a hit."
1: Was this the exact (laughs) single? The (laughs) exact
2: single. He heard Wild Wild West and said, "That's not a hit." He. I know who – I won't name his name. <laughs> Didn't EMI pass on the – no, it wasn't. No, EMI signed the, signed the Beatles. They signed the Beatles. Yeah, they signed the – yeah, it was yeah, yeah. another label of Beatles. But this them. guy said, no, it's not a hit. And he really right. went up high in the music business and he would not admit it. I've heard through the, you know, through the rumour mill and yeah. everything that he doesn't admit to it, I know because I was there. So anyway, so we then went across to Atlantic. We had a really good um, label um, management. So they, they managed to get us off and get us over to Atlantic. So you were,
1: you were signed to like your standard five five album contract at EMI, and you were able. Yeah, to... Yeah,
2: we had to buy ourselves out, which is a very s- sorry, sad story because in the end we didn't make any money because it was all paying off EMI and paying off this and paying off that. So as far as actually record sales went, we didn't earn a cent. Did you end up owning
1: the your catalog? Your, no, no, no. Not at they've all.
2: still got it. Um, it's a, it's 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 quite a common thing for mm-hmm. bands from our era. We don't own the catalogue. We don't earn any money from sales even to this day. Mm. We, we get publishing. That's the only thing. And that's pretty good. But, yeah. but it's not, you know, because I look after bands now. I wouldn't yeah. put up with that. You it's know. not what it should be. for. No, it's honest. not what it should be. Yeah. Yeah. And that's going to be
0: a constant fight. For years to come, I think. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, so, is it, did you learn something from the from the first album? I mean, just recording wise. Were you happy with the sound of that album? Or, I mean, it Scott Litt produced that. Yeah. I don't know that, <laughs> from REM. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. yeah.
2: <laughs> Scott was brilliant. Scott was um he was an engineer producer, so he was more sitting at the desk getting the sounds. We were obviously very green in mm-hmm. those days. At the time. I wasn't necessarily as happy with it as I am now. I look back on the album. It's my favourite album of all the albums. Right? Yeah. Wow. It is. I prefer the songs. I prefer the vibe. I prefer everything about it. But that's because I'm getting a bit older maybe. Obviously. <laughs> you know, I like that sort of sound. Um, and then we did the next album with Kimsey, Chris Kimsey. I learnt more about production from Chris. Chris did The Stones. He did The Stones, <laughs> Duran Duran, Killing Joke Everybody. I mean, yeah. he was a big producer at the time. I think when we worked with Scott, Scott was still finding his feet as a producer. He was a great engineer. Mm-hmm. But we were one of the first bands he produced. He'd just done Katrina and the Waves before. Um, he was brilliant. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy was really good. Um, but I think Chris got us a bit more, and I think our songs were probably more geared towards radio by that time, and Chris was really good at especially Wild Wild West. He just pointed it at radio, and he did a really good he, job of it, you know. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's amazing. So, Okay, so let me just go back to Wild Wild West. Yeah. Who discovered
2: the, there's the sample? That's the Deep Purple sample. Oh, no, that, that's on um, – no, the Deep Purple sample on, is on the Dollars and Sex album, and it's on Call It Poison. It's, oh, that's, it's,
1: right, that's, that's right.
2: That's right. right. I'm sorry, that's so right. That's oh, that's, yeah, I'm thinking – Yeah, that's that, so – that, that? wow. Well, we might as well go to that point. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah, so f- that's um, – that's, Sorry. No, <laughs> we sampled um, – it was off Made in Japan, I think, Ian Gillen. It does this yeah. really long song, yeah. Yeah, yeah. "Scream," and we were kind of doing this. This was during the big hair era, and we, we, you know, it, the whole of Melrose was full of people with hair up here. Up, you know, I'm, I'm pointing up, you know, um, and and wearing leather pants and all that sort of stuff. So the song was kind of making fun of that whole thing. So we thought we'd take Ian's "Scream," um, and we and we we asked if we could use it, and he said yeah, which was really good of him. Didn't charge for it. friends with him no we just 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 applied you know just emailed him or, or phoned up or whatever at the time yeah
3: yeah he's
1: like yeah you're yeah. ready right yeah. <laughs> yeah that's really cool <laughs>
0: that's hilarious
1: <laughs> Yeah. all right there's a good time to take a break
0: this seems like a great time to
1: take a break okay this is uh it's fun with trevor and we'll be right back we'll
0: be right back with trevor Steele. <laughs> Welcome back to the What Difference Does It Make podcast and our special guest, Trevor Steele.
1: I kind of wrote down yeah. all the like the four songs you get to play on the tour. <laughs> the four songs we get to play, if we
2: can. Yeah, yeah. we've got four songs to play. Yeah.
1: So, okay, so when we talk about Call of Poison, that was about,
2: was it the LA music scene or what? Yeah, was, yeah, it was pretty much. Cause were we, you living here at the well, time? Well, we did our set, third album. Yeah, that's the third album. So we were doing that um, in LA. Um, and we wrote that song while we were in LA doing the album. So that's what it's kind of based around, you know. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that was also a fun time here.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, it, well, was, we had such a ball. Yeah. We really did, yeah. what did. What were your impressions yeah. of the the Sunset Strip? Oh, I loved it at the time. God, you know, I think I think the thing is it's a love hate thing with with Los Angeles, that, and and especially like young guys coming from London. We came here. Wow, this is amazing, you know. And it's just like just immerse yourself in it and. And, all, and in those days, it was during the sort of Guns and Roses thing and all that. And there was <laughs> hair and tattoos everywhere, you know. And we just loved it, just fell into it, loved it. <laughs> I think in that video, aren't you? Is that
1: you riding a motorcycle off the. No, no, it was, was, some, someone, it was
2: somebody else, some extra.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, so you, you, so you weren't riding a bike. You didn't no, have. You had, Come on, you had the <laughs> locker in the leather.
2: <laughs> well, no, I knew enough people who had met a sticky end on bikes, so I wouldn't touch them. Yeah. That's funny. So. Yeah. <laughs> Where did you record that album? That album was recorded out in Peter Wolf's studio. Um, hang on. Was it, did we do some to panga canyon there was there was in one of the canyons i can't remember what, what the studio canyon. was it was one of the it was what one was it laurel, laurel canyon. it was laurel yeah i think it okay. might have been laurel yeah it was it was there was a studio in one of them and mm-hmm. you know i can't remember now so <laughs> <laughs> so you uh, so you
1: record did you what the second album what the second album was uh, just the escape club right
2: it was, was called the escape club um no the first album was called Whitefields, the second what? album was called Wild Wild West, the third well, it album. Was called, okay, yeah, it was called Wild Wild West, yeah. And okay, the, and that where was that recorded at? That was recorded in Maison Rouge in London with okay. Chris Kimsey, oh. yeah. You have so many
1: roots in London. What Can you explain to me why Wild Wild West did not become a hit in the UK?
2: I can explain now that I'm on the other side of the business, and it was purely because we had a rubbish record label because what happened was we were signed to Atlantic for America, who mm-hmm. did an amazing job and made it number one, and we were signed to Warners for the rest of the world who messed up and basically in London they had a terrible promo team um, and I remember the stories of they they were trying to get them into radio with mm-hmm. the, with the song, and they didn't they just dragged their feet all the way and then by the time it was number one. It's a very English attitude. Oh well, if they're number one in America, we don't need to pay them. <laughs>
3: yeah. And yeah. that was
1: that was it. I yeah, mean, that was it. Can you, but you played in London. I mean, there, mm. the, you had a fan base. Is there? And I mean, I'm sure you people
3: must have toured taken you a lot. Alive. Yeah, yeah well, yeah.
2: well, the thing is that our London fan base. This is the weirdest thing. Are still based in the Whitefields album. So even on right. Facebook now, when we, I'm saying oh we're on tour and we're in Texas or whatever we are, we get. A few people from London going. Why don't you come back to London and play Whitefields? It's just that it's, it's like two different bands, you know. So, yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird. And do you do that? You- we're, we're planning to do it possibly next year. I mean, we we tried to do it when um, Pledge Music was still up and running. We tried to do a pledge campaign for it, um, and it just it just didn't quite hit the mark. And we was like, oh, I don't know, don't think we can do it really. But but I think we'll do a Kickstarter this time. I think we've we've learned from the last one. We're probably probably gonna have to charge quite a lot for the tickets. But that's the only way we can do it. You know,
0: that's not uncommon now. Though, no, right? you it? just have to. And I think yeah. people
2: are more likely to pay it now. Yes, you know, yeah. So, we, so you know. what is your? T-
1: I mean, would, would you re-record this album? I mean, what, you know, you uh, you've said touchdowns. Yeah, would you touched...
2: re-record it? I, I'd go. I'd love to go and play it from beginning to end, just mm-hmm. live, just mm-hmm. go just play it. I'd love to do that. Yeah, and there's that
1: that huge fan base. That's I wouldn't not, say it's not huge. huge. I mean, right. if it was
2: huge, we'd have done yeah. it ages ago. But there, there's enough of a fan base, I think, there to do it. I'd, I'd hope there is. You know. Yeah. Can you do? Is, are, are there enough B sides or something where you can like re-release it uh, like um, that way, or remaster it? Well, we did remaster it. It has been remastered. I mean, we could put it out. I think the best thing we could do is put it out in vinyl. To be honest. We could do that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's there's a
1: lot of possibilities now. Yeah. With, I mean, what is your take on streaming? Let's uh, how's Escape Club do on streaming?
3: Is that
2: we do okay? I, I don't know because I don't see any royalties. Um, okay. All I would say though is that my songwriting royalties have probably since streaming came into play because I've been a songwriter since mm-hmm. my songwriting my my um, play royalties have probably gone down about sixty percent. Oh, so, wow. Because you get nothing, you get a million plays on Spotify or something, you, know, you get hundred dollars <laughs> or something, you know.
1: And, and I guess that leads you to doing these '80s tours. Is that that yeah. helps?
2: Yeah, it does. It it does. We did the '80s tour just for the fun of it. Yeah. To be honest, I mean, to be really brutally honest, it's not that financially viable for us because there's four of us in the band, but mm-hmm. but it's good fun to do, you know. Yeah. Yeah, get re-energized. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but sure.
0: you get you get re-energized and then like you, do. Then you may do oh, it. Oh yeah. It's like working out. Yeah,
1: reworking a muscle. Exactly. That, and to so yeah. be
2: honest, I think we're better than we ever were. We're yeah. really enjoying it, you know. Um like I said before there's no pressure and because well, for me and John, we've been in the studio ever since we split up. I've I've got better, and we've both got better. He's a much better guitarist. I'm a better singer, and we're just like we're just having fun. And we've got the muscle memory of performing, mm-hmm. where well, we can just go up and do it. And Johnny's loving it because it's the first time he's played in 30 years. The bass player. Oh, okay. oh wow! So he's loving it. You know, so it's great, and I'm am just great having him there. So that the three of us up the front. Feels right again, you know? Yeah, that, yeah. that's always nice when you, because yeah. I,
1: I would imagine with a lot of these 80s, too, I've, I've seen a couple where it's just the lead singer yeah. and then some backing exactly. band that's never played with these, these, exactly. this guy before.
2: Yeah, and we did that about seven to eight years ago, is me, John, read the drummer, the new drummer, um, and a bassist. And, every, and his, the bassist was great. He was a good bass player. But every time I looked around, there was this guy who shouldn't be there. Right. You expect yeah. to
3: see
0: your band. Yeah. You yeah. want and to was, see your band. And he
2: was 10 years younger than he should have been as well. <laughs> <you know>. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is what it is. Yeah, you do yeah. what you do, can do. That's right. Um, all right. So
1: what? So you open the show with – okay, tell me what the name of this – your show, for the 80s show, as I looked down your set list. You always open with
2: – We open with Shake for the Shake.
1: Okay. You call it Shake the
2: Shake. <laughs> yeah, and it's Shake the Sheik. It's right. you guys, yeah.
0: You want to know if I say it's shake the shake to the shake?
2: Yes. Yes. Did you know that at the time? That, no. Okay. When I wrote it, because in Europe you say shake. So I thought oh, <laughs> it's a nice little twist, you know. It's only when we came here like, oh, right, this doesn't quite work, but it, it's spelt the same. Yeah. <laughs> it, but yeah, yeah, but it
1: still worked. And, yeah. uh, um, and it's it's a dance song. It's kind of it's a political yeah. song, but it's yeah. dancey. Yeah, See, you, Did you do, you do that a lot? I mean, did you try and do that when you were recording? Like, all right, this is a little political. Let's. Have people dance to it, or yeah, you know, like you <laughs> yeah. know, let's let's hide the fact that it's political. You know, right. it could people,
2: be, and people could dig into Yeah, it's like, not hiding it; it's just yeah. catching it. All yeah, yeah, people who were into lyrics got it a lot of the time, but most mm-hmm. people just thought it was party gin. Same same applies to Wild West, really. So, yeah, but and we were always, I think the whole idea of that album was to do a a, a dance rock hybrid. Um, around about the same time, in excess, we're doing it. Really, it's like you know, that was just the, yeah. the sound of the times. Really, yeah. Yeah,
1: that's yeah, it does actually. I think was it was that the video that looked a lot like like an in excess video, or was there can't remember? Okay. It, it did, did like, it was, yeah, was, yeah. There was
2: time like, oh wow, this oh, they yeah, hurt. I guess it did actually. Now you mention <laughs> it, yeah, it did a little bit, yeah, because it's like close up, sort of black and white. It looked yeah. like um suicide blonde, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. Now, you, yes. now you say that, I've never thought of that, but it did, didn't it? That's, yeah. that's also
0: a stylistic thing of the oh, time, yeah, oh, you oh, know. for sure.
2: Well, me and Hutch both had long hair and. Yeah, yes. so it's sense of, you know, it's like, That was a damn good look in the night. Yeah, it was yeah, it worked well.
3: It, <laughs> yes, it
1: <laughs> did. Yes, it, yes. As Hollywood has. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who yeah, okay, as, as we go to Wild Wild West again. What who were the was it how many uh deadbeats 47? 47. <laughs> who are these 47 deadbeats? Um I don't know. It just sounded
2: good. <laughs> 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 when I
1: was writing it. Yeah. Okay, so you didn't imagine like some sort of
2: I just thought of it as like a, as like a, in a, in those days in London there were still squats mm-hmm. you know and people were just living in houses out in Notting Hill and everything because they were all broken down and, and that's the picture in my mind was like 47 people just living in this house you know yeah and it worked it sounds, it, yeah, it sounds good yeah yeah exactly yeah
1: that's crazy yeah. where were you when you found out Wild West, uh, West I, was number one
2: I was in a little pub in in just outside London and I was in a bar with my, with, in, with my buddies, you know, just local friends. And I phoned up my manager because he said – because we were going through the charts, you know, you phone up and you've got the chart position and everything. And, and we, were in the, we were in number – I can't remember where we went from. I think we were something like number eight or something the week before. Mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly. And I phoned him up um, or he – yeah, because I was phoning him from the pub and I was thinking, you know, you? <laughs> in I can't corner. remember how we did it in those days. But anyway, I was, on, yeah, I was on the phone and he just said, well, here's the news, you're number one. I was like, you serious? And he's like, yeah. And I just put the phone down, went to the bar and said, we're number one. <laughs> and, and no, and they didn't believe it. And they were just saying to the guys behind the bar, hey, this guy's just got the number one American. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, no, no one believed it. It's crazy <laughs> because you were in London where yeah. it wasn't getting played it wasn't at getting all. Played.
1: That's insane. It but wasn't. But people
0: insane. knew you. you because you'd been Not really. Been
1: no, like this was probably, his pub. What
2: was the yeah, pub name? It's, they the pub have... was, it was the bull in Hornchurch. Near, near yeah, outside London. <laughs> yeah. Where's Trevor? Oh, he's always always had the. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They have your picture up now? No, no, the, it's not even a pub anymore. I think actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. man, uh, well that that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where, where and
1: where were the rest of the bandmates? I, mean, oh, I can't remember. They, was, so you weren't <laughs> on tour? No,
2: you were just that's hanging we, out in just a pub. A pub. Yeah, we weren't <laughs> doing anything. We were just you know I don't know whatever we did. We were rehearsing and you know so when okay so after number
1: 1 you start touring this the states again or what uh, yeah
2: well the first thing is what, we yeah they flew us out to new york probably the following week mm-hmm. and it, then it was just oh yeah. <laughs> that's what it feels like to be a number 1 band. cuz to come from london where nothing was happening and i was in the pub with my buddies on a plane and you turn up and there's a limo waiting for you and mm. all of a sudden there's 3 million radio stations and stuff and, you know, all that sort of stuff, you know. It was Were nuts. people
0: recognising you wherever you went?
2: Yeah, I remember. Yeah. It's an old story we always tell, but one of the first things we did, the the, the girl who was looking after us, um, Cheryl, she said, well, do you want to do something quickly before we start? And we said, oh, we've never been up the Empire State. Let's go up there. So we all <laughs> went up the Empire State. And we got recognized up there. You <laughs> know, it's like, wow, this is nuts. You know, there's all these kids after our autographs and stuff. And it's like, Well, oh, OK. Really <laughs> so weird. so cool. Yeah, That's yeah. Really it cool. was kind of weird. A rock yeah. and roll, guy. Yeah, exactly. It worked. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> different times, though, because then you were just, you were giving autographs, not having your picture taken at the yeah. top of the Empire State
2: Building. That's no one's right. carrying their camera around. Yeah, yeah. no selfies. It yeah, it was totally. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. makes it even more amazing because,
1: I mean, I guess it was MTV, the <laughs> video. Yeah, it <laughs> was. Well, yeah. we owe
2: a lot to MTV. No yeah. question. They, they broke us, I think, really because that was a nuts video and it got it was on heavy rotation so yeah Yeah, what was so yeah with
1: arms and what was as as i'm trying to
2: remember yeah it was done with mirrors that was it yeah Yeah. it was done with mirrors which pre-technology no so yeah we had these dancers like ballet dancers were kind of stretching across and it was um fair you know like fairground mirrors the curved ones yeah so it was like that and we curved their bodies out yeah yeah. it was really yeah yeah, that's what helped i think (laughs) having a good video
0: Okay, since we're talking about that song, I have a question for you. There was a parody of it, Adam West. Oh, who was there? His yeah, yeah. You haven't you
2: have heard it? Oh, I may have done a long while ago. Adam yep. West as in Batman.
0: It, Batman. It was a. It's called Adam West, and it was a, a, by a guy named Wally Wingert, who actually at the time it came out, I happened to work with him years oh, did ago you? we were working in the music industry. Yeah, and and. Uh,
1: yeah, this he, was the time that the 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 first Batman with Michael Keaton. Oh came yeah 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 yeah. So. Yeah. so
0: yeah, but in the video, he did a video for it, and he used footage, you know, old Batman footage.
2: Yeah, I was just curious to, I, to hear your thoughts on the song I, if you heard I it. I just vaguely remember it. To be honest, yeah. how long ago was it? Eighty nine. It was, it was no, that's why I can't. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it was a long while ago. It sort of rings a bell to me.
0: Yeah, if, I because I thought it was it really on clever. YouTube?
2: It must be right. It's on YouTube. I'll
0: yeah. find it. I'll yeah. find it.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I saw it on YouTube. I just yeah, watched yeah. it yesterday. it. Like. That's <laughs> well, clever. Up. What do you? Think,
3: oh yeah, it's very clever. Of course, it you know of the time eighty nine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know Adam West well- hey, yeah you spirits. don't ne-
1: as we know from out of, from Weird Al you don't need a uh, clearance to, uh, no. to do a parody no that's
2: right yeah you can do whatever you like yeah
1: absolutely yeah. usually Weird Al, Weird Al, I Weird think, Al. Fa- famously yeah. asked all his artists yeah. still if yeah. he can
0: do to it To support and then
2: Wally just went out and did it apparently yeah It'd be an honour though for Weird Al to say, "Can I do your <laughs> song?" Most people go, like, oh, "Please," you know. Yeah, yeah
0: exactly. I would think so. No, I was yeah. curious. I didn't know. I, I wanted to ask you, but I wondered if maybe you would be, you know, no, if you would be I I
1: offended or... Oh God, no, oh. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, Okay, so the, the follow-up to Wild Wild West, I I would imagine these are the, this is the song that people come up to you and say, "This meant the most to me," and I'll, I'll be I'll there. Be there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I was looking on the YouTube comments, and oh. it's yeah. it's crushing. Like, it some is. Of the, yeah, like. This is the song people play at funerals. Yeah, now. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's ridiculous. It's like, and I get people the gigs, the ones we've just been doing. People coming up in tears, mm-hmm. which is it's very challenging to to have to deal with that every night, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, we've touched a lot of people with that song, and it's it's taken on a life of its own. I think out on the net, it's it's mm-hmm. just it's just out there, you know. So yeah, yeah it's a brilliant thing. And w- the inspiration what, for it? Uh, well, we were in. We were in in LA, we were here making the album and and our manager said, we need a ballad because that's all that was getting played on radio at the time. It's like, oh man, we don't want to do a ballad, you know, right, right, right. So (laughs) we we came up with some chords. John came up with these. We were thinking of trying to sort of copy the old soul chords, you know, like the really old sort of stand by me, so all that sort of vibe. So he came up with the sort of classic chords for it and we came up with a melody and they went out up drinking on a tequila frenzy, I think, the rest of the band, but I stayed in. And because that's usually the way I usually stay and do the lyrics, so I stayed and did them and I, and something hit me honestly, i can't remember. I know a friend of ours' wife had died yeah um and and it just something came to me, and I just wrote them really quickly and um and just put them down on the table and went to bed and John said he came in, and I don't know if this this is', this is it's probably grown in the telling, but he said <laughs> he came in and and it was um it was on the table and a shaft of moonlight was lighting it up. <laughs> <laughs>
3: like a halo, you know, a halo. It yeah. was meant yeah, to be and
2: recorded. And he read it and went, oh, you know, got a shiver. And said, yeah, that's it.
0: I shed a few tears when I
2: listened to it again this time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do. I, I, I really, you know, I'll I I, I well up if I start talking about it, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, especially, you know, 30
1: years later, you
2: know, yeah. you've, been, you've lived life.
1: I've lived life, <laughs> and and, yeah. I, and, I, been, and
2: it's been played at relatives' funerals. it would probably be played at mine. My wife can't listen to it, you know. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, you know, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All Take right. a minute. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, li- but, okay, so the video is... Underwater? How was how that oh, done? What, that's God. a crazy yeah. video. We, it, it, Milan, our drummer at the time, is the hero who saved it because we all freaked under there. we were in a diving tank, really deep. It's mm-hmm. the only way they could film it. So we had to d- learn to dive before we did it. And what <laughs> happened was, you had to rely on the divers next to you giving you air, right? And then they played the track while you're under like twelve foot of water, miming. And trying not to panic because mm-hmm. we had weights on to keep us down so we didn't float up. Oh, shit. oh my god! <laughs> and you can imagine when we looked at the rushes, we looked like we were under twelve foot of water we yeah. with weights tied around our feet. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was yeah. just like. But Milan was because he's you know he's quite sort of heroic sort of chap. He just sort of he just did it and he and he saved it. I think. And then that there's a lot of footage of me in a room singing it. That wasn't meant to be there, but they had to put it there because we looked so bad. Yeah. The but the girl Nicola, I can't remember, Nicola Charles, she turned into a singer afterwards. But she was the model who did it. She was really good as well. So between Milan and her, they saved the video. Really, in all honesty. My palms are sweating just
0: thinking about <laughs> oh, doing that underwater. Man.
2: And I get a bit claustrophobic anyway. <laughs> yeah. So it, yeah, and because you can't see because it's all blurry. You're not wearing a diver's mask, mm-hmm. so. So yeah, you can't right. see you're weighed down and you're relying on this guy over here to keep you alive. It's pretty scary, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and
3: whose idea was this? <laughs> yeah, who's the, the manager? video director.
2: Who... <laughs> no, it's a video Ralph Zeman his name was. I mean he's a genius guy and it was a great idea. But... And it and it did really well on N T V so yeah. you know, but my God, that was scary. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That's
1: crazy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Alright. So every we, we kinda of come to the end of Escape Club. What what happened? I mean what it's you, – you had a, you know, a hit on Dollars yeah. and, and yeah. Sex and – Yeah, it was number eight. And yeah. Bauble, so it was a and then
2: – oh, I, I, I know that's yeah. <laughs> that, – Well,
0: we, we know what happened. We just want to know the, the, the actual transition. So you ended up moving to Australia. Oh, eventually.
2: Short- no, like – so, okay. So I've touched on it before, but the financial situation was so bad and tenuous that by the time we got to the end of that album – in thi- on paper, we still owed money, which is nonsense. Mm-hmm. Of course, we didn't. We sold millions of records, and somebody made a lot of money out of it. Um, so we were, we were struggling. Um, musically, we'd kind of, and most bands say this, we'd all gone in different directions. Mm-hmm. I wanted to live in America. Um, at the time, my first wife was American, so I was like, yeah, I want to go there, and it makes mm-hmm. more sense to be there. None of the others wanted to go. John, I think John did. Um, what else? Well, the money was, was not good. It, the management weren't really particularly encouraging us to make another record because I think they'd done a deal with 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 the label where they probably got paid off because mm-hmm. we had a two we had a two album deal and we only did one of them. So I, I can talk out of experience now because yeah. I'm I'm in the business <laughs> so quite, I, 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 no. and I can look at it and go, yeah, somebody made some money out of that and they just of wanted course. to split, split and 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 it and it wasn't. Particularly friendly spit, and, I, and it's really sad, and it really saddens me. I wish we had the internet then because we could have carried on mm-hmm. easily, yeah. carried on. Um, John and I went off to do production because we were offered production. Um, the pu- publisher offered offered us an advance because you know we were the main writers anyway, mm-hmm. and we had some songs sitting around. Um, but it's it's not it wasn't fair on the on the whole band, and I wish it hadn't gone that way. I really do, but it, that's just it. Did you can't you can't change history. Um, yeah, so we went off to do a bit of production. For most of the '90s, we we produced quite a lot of acts in London. Yeah, with yeah.
0: some big artists. You, I mean, it seems like a a good transition for an artist. Yeah, it makes you know
2: from a career point of view, it makes sense. Yeah, it's just sad that the band had to split up for it to happen. Yeah. And, and I don't think it needed to, but it's. Milan the drummer was a bit intransigent and it was he wanted to fight us all about it and I was just like oh god it just got ridiculous you know you don't, you don't want that in and
0: you wouldn't have continued playing or, or uh, forming a, another band uh,
2: it's again I, I was offered it an A&R guy in New York phoned me up and said well do you want to go solo I guess I should have done but I didn't I, necessarily. I felt, but, I, <laughs> but I felt a loyalty to the guys, even yeah. though we weren't doing anything. I just I couldn't do that, so I went into production, you know. So yeah, right, yeah. Well, that's a, yeah, yeah. But
0: really some some big acts, some big. Yeah, thing.
2: yeah, but, yeah. But I guess, but
1: I mean, fortunately, you you. I mean, you accumulate all this knowledge, and now you're manager or your, yeah. Your manager. Now I,
2: I develop young. I mean, what so so from all that, then then I went to Australia. Originally to do to do a record for a, a there was a show called Pop Stars which was a pre X Factor thing so oh, okay. I went yeah. down there to do that I ended up on the panel um you doing the Simon Cow thing down there so, were you the bad guy yeah oh nice yeah well <laughs> I just I told them they were all out of tune and too fat and stuff like that what you're supposed to you know <laughs> but you know <laughs> you know I can't watch those shows uh, <laughs> yeah, I,
0: have
2: such I kind a hard of, did, of I it was it was it was a good learning experience yeah. um, and in the end I made the record with the winner and John was down there he did that with me. And I, st- I fell in love with the country. I absolutely loved it. So we stayed there. I found a young high school band called Shortstack and they were in a band competition. Um, and and I just watched them, and their songs were phenomenal, and no one was seeing it. I was like, guys not see this? So I, I signed them, and between us, we made them huge. And they were headlining at the Opera House before we even got a deal for them. They, right? they were massive. Wow. We used the internet. And I learned so much through those guys because they were kids about how the net works and mm-hmm. how to how to get an audience and all that sort of stuff. So between us, um, pretty much me and Sean the Singer made them huge, really. And the others helped, but but it was both of us driving it so hard. You yeah, thanks. Like,
0: so you moved, You went to Australia for a pop star for this opportunity for that. Pop but
2: star. I'm now an Aussie citizen, and yeah. But we moved. Me and my wife moved back recently, about three years ago, back to London. Oh, is that right? Bad <laughs> move. Shouldn't I have know. done that? <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's a different yes. way of life.
2: Yeah, it is. It's a little yeah. crazy, yeah. now. But yeah, the- it is. That's it, unfortunately when we landed. The year we landed was 2016, wasn't mm-hmm. it? But that was the year when Bowie died. Mm-hmm. Trump yeah. got in. Brexit happened. Everything crashed.
0: Good timing.
2: Yeah, really bad because we'd <laughs> sold up in Oz, mm-hmm. brought all our dollars back to London, and then the pound went woof through the floor. So, and it still is, and we're we're stuck there now. So. Yeah. Step. Step. <laughs> there you go but it's yeah. still home right? But it's still home and I, I do love London I'm a Londoner always will be but yeah it's weird to be in your own country and not being able to get out because you've been stopped by politicians you know it's, it's really annoying oh my gosh yeah
0: that's a whole other conversation it which is. I would love to have
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> really yeah uh, okay so um, so what are you're you managing a lot now or what, I, well what, I'm, what, I'm developing
2: what's, I don't manage so what I try and do I've got another young band in in london that i've put together with a friend of mine who used to run sony's quite a big cheese in the lab, in the record, record mm-hmm. industry so between us we got these young guys they're really good um and we're about to go looking for a deal for them and see what we can do but yeah
0: are you producing too
2: yeah i, I don't produce as much as i used to I'm, i think I'm um, leave that to the younger folk really these days you know you I miss just, the studio work I, I do i do go in and out i mean i do go there I, I don't miss sitting there for you know 12 hours a day listening to a kick drum yeah no nah, <laughs> i'm over that you know yeah so
0: get, okay can i ask you while we're on, talking about yeah. that because i did i saw the list of some of the artists that you worked with right. back in the back, when back you were in, the day, producing. in the 90s yeah in the- so it, including atomic kitten and yeah. baja man Boy Zone, those are you know yeah. pretty shaggy big, big
2: pop westlife? bands yeah yeah westlife yeah any
0: anybody stand out to you for any any particular reason
2: i have got so many stories <laughs> that i can't really talk to you about but <laughs> but the thing is when you're dealing with because we were pr- primarily dealing with kind of put together pop artists mm-hmm. so, and we're working mm-hmm. for mainly for a company called first avenue who's huge in england and they did a lot of stuff so you get to learn it's a different thing it's not like working with what I'd call real bands It's not like working with people Who come up through the clubs It's working with somebody Who's come out of stage school Who can't yeah. really hold a tune mm-hmm. But auto-tune was invented So we had to sit there And tune them up And stuff like that right. I've had singers come in And sing And then get a lovely lady Backing singer To come in afterwards Who I can't really name Because you mm-hmm. used to have to Pay her a bit extra She was so good at Mimicking their voices She could sing the whole song again And they'd come back the next day And go oh, I sang that well didn't I <laughs> <laughs> Oh jeez that's a weird uh, didn't happen all the time but there's a couple of people it did happen to Mm -hmm. none of which were that well known but I still wouldn't like to say yes (laughs) understandably and we shouldn't know (laughs) (laughs) yeah well, I, th-
1: I think that's a- anything else you got? <laughs> I no. Mean, this has been great. I really oh, appreciate me too. it. Oh, I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a yeah. lot of fun. It's I mean,
0: so much fun. We're so happy to have you. I'm thrilled to meet you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> me too. Yeah, yeah. so. Fans.
1: So, you, okay, after the 80s tour, you got a couple more dates. You're playing
2: the Greek Theater. We're playing the Greek. Have you um, ever played the Greek? You, no, no. I'm have looking you, forward to it. Oh, have you been there? Have yeah, you yeah, yeah. It? yeah I, okay. I'm looking for, we've played some amazing venues. We played the Mountain Winery in Saratoga. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. It's amazing. It's worth going just to see the <laughs> So, yeah, we're doing the Greek. Then we're playing in Vegas the following day. And then that's Short it. Short set. Short set in Vegas. That's oh, I think it'll be half a song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: That's it. Where, where else have you been before? Oh, we uh, did a week
2: Portland. in Texas. We we started – the whole tour started on the East Coast, but we started in Detroit. Um, been, we went through there. Then we went down to Texas for a week. Then we started up in Seattle and worked our way down through – Oregon down through Northern California down to here. So yeah. That's great.
1: So now that you've got the band raring, oh, like yeah. fired on all cylinders, yeah, yeah. is this what yeah. what do we got now? What, What's we, the future? What plan?
2: We want to do more. Absolutely. We're really enjoying it. Um we're talking a lot of the bands on the tour we're all talking about maybe doing some more stuff and, and the I think the Lost Eighties guys want us back, so we'll probably do that. Um but there's other stuff out there, you know. We we definitely want to come and do some more gigs. Yeah, it's great.
1: I, I mean I was I was looking on your social media, you're you're getting pretty good at that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. No,
2: there that we've got a we've got a core. Following that, of people and stuff, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. I guess
1: you, you've learned from your I from have. these kids. Absolutely. Are teaching you. Yeah. No, they
2: have taught me. Yeah. Definitely. So
0: you're saying we can expect more escape club music.
1: You certainly can. That's very exciting. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's exciting. Well, we'll bring you in next time. You got uh, you yeah. got an album. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You
2: will.
1: Okay. okay. Well, okay. thank you so much. Appreciate it. That was thank great. You. Thank, thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you for coming into What difference does it make?
1: Well, that was great. Great fun.
0: That was super fun.
1: Thank you so much to Trevor for coming into the studio and talking with us. We loved it. We hope to have you back soon.
0: Yes, thank you.
1: And until next week, this is Dave. This is Holly. Check you later.
0: Over and out.
4: It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football